0: my wesley will always come for me
1: your wesley is dead you may have heard tales of damsels in distress
0: i'm killing myself once we reach the honeymoon
1: suite we're dead but you've never seen anything like the princess bride inconceivable she gets kidnapped he gets killed i've seen worse but it all ends up okay have fun storming the castle the princess bride a new comedy by rob reiner read it pg now playing at theaters everywhere
2: Welcome to the house of cinema podcast my name is joe and i'm here with olivia and i'm here with dylan and in the house today continuing a celebration of cult classic movies and in that celebration we've decided to tackle the big kahuna the movie that seems like to be the ultimate cult classic almost a movie that everybody loves and that is the princess bride i want to go to you olivia first tell me about your experience with the princess bride When did you first see it? What was your feelings when you first saw it? Is it different now versus when you first saw it? Just tell me about it.
0: So I think the first time I watched this movie, I was like six or seven years old. I think Um, I remember my dad... he really, really likes this movie, so he was really excited to watch it with me. However, I was absolutely terrified when I saw this movie for the first time.
2: Oh, because the rat or what?
0: Everything. Like, the characters. Like, everybody just freaked me out so much. Um, so I was left very afraid of this movie for many years. And when I would think about it, I'd think, oh, I don't want to watch that movie. It's really scary. <laughs> um But then I've watched it a few times since then, and and I think it gets better and better upon each rewatch. Yes, yeah. It definitely just becomes more kind of nostalgic every time you watch it, and and just a lot of fun instead of scary, like the first time I watched it.
2: That's fair. Dylan, what are you? When was the first time you watched it? Your experience with it? Do you love it more now? Did you like it more then? Tell me about it.
1: I've had a very long history with The Princess Bride. It's actually one of my mom's favorite movies. So like Olivia, I saw it at a very young age. I wasn't scared of it, however. I immediately... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, that's a dig at you, Olivia. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> no, I definitely have my fair share of movies from childhood that I was unnecessarily scared at. I think I didn't watch E.T. for a while just because of oh, that Oh, that's beginning a good one. Scene. I think I did... Same
2: for me as I'm well. I'm still scared sure.
1: of E.T. Yes. Still, to this day. <laughs> still a little traumatic, even though that's a masterpiece. But uh, oh, that's I loved it immediately. I took to it. I loved it's very, I would say it's very close to wholesome plot. There's definitely some darker things in there. But compared to other fantasy movies, it's pretty lighthearted and just very filled with just a feel-good nature. And I've rewatched it several times throughout my life. And each time I love it just as much as I watched it the previous time. It's one of those movies that feels timeless and will never, you know, drop in quality or be forgotten. It's just always going to be there in, in people's hearts because it's just so good. Well said. I will say for
2: myself, it's kind of a trend here. My mother also showed me this movie at a young age. It seems like all our parents took the time to share this movie with us, which is kind of telling to what it meant to them and maybe what it'll mean to us. If we ever have kids, any of us will show it to our kids. It's one of those things. I I wonder if it's going to be that kind of movie. We just, it just generation to generation, people are going to keep sharing it with their kids. But I feel like when I watched it as a kid, I wasn't scared. Sorry, Olivia. Um, (laughs) But I will say I didn't entirely love it. I didn't hate it as a kid. I just didn't. Really care for it. I was too busy like caring about like Pokemon or something. So, like, watching The Princess Bride at this age was like, oh, okay, cool. I want to go back to watching Pokemon now, mom. And now that I'm older, though, I watched it, I don't know, I've probably seen it, like five times in my quote unquote adult life from like 18 to what, you know, I'm 31 now. Ooh, I don't want to say that loud, but I am. <laughs> probably seen it, like five or six times. I've seen it at a park, at a big like park gathering where we used to go outside and has a picnic and watches the princess bride on the big screen i've seen it like at the drive-in i've seen it at my house i've I've seen it everywhere and i think every year like olivia has said i've grown to appreciate it and love it more and more every single year and i feel like as a as a young kid i probably liked it but i didn't appreciate it for what it was because i didn't understand what it was and now that i'm like older and i understand what it was i mean it's a As Dylan said, wholesome, really fun, just happy movie. Like it's hard for me to go into this and not be happy. I I honestly was watching this last week, thinking, okay, I'm gonna like like it, but it's not gonna hold up. No, no, no. It it held up really, really well, and I was kind of caught off guard by just how much it hasn't aged and how charming it still is. So. I'm really excited to talk about it with you guys because I'm glad we all kind of feel the same way. It would have been really awkward if like one of us hated The Princess Bride. (laughs) This would have been a very awkward podcast, so I'm glad that it's not the case for any of us.
1: Yeah, I'm glad too.
2: So let's jump into The Princess Bride. It was released on September 25th of 1987, directed by Rob Reiner. It stars Peter Falk as a grandpa slash narrator and Fred Savage as the grandson. I always forget... This movie opens up as a modern-day grandpa <laughs> telling a story to his grandson. That I, that always escapes me. And when it happens, I'm like, oh, that's happening. I forgot about that. Uh, in the actual Princess Bride story, Carrie Elwes plays Wesley slash the Dead Pirate Robert slash the Man in Black. Robin Wright plays Princess Buttercup. Mandy Patinkin plays Inigo Montoya. Chris Sarandon plays Prince Humperdinck. Christopher Guest plays Count Tyrone Rugen, the six-finger man. Wallace Shawn plays Vizini. Andre the Giant plays Fezik, And I have to shout out Billy Crystal as Miracle Max. And Carol Kane, who plays Max's wife. She's in it for like three minutes, but she's still very funny in there. They're it. so scary. They're so scary. Right? They're like the... Okay. I mean, they're <laughs> scary looking, but they're really... I mean, that was like one of the funnier parts of the entire movie will get storm in it? the
1: castle <laughs>
2: it's so funny they're so like uh, wholesome. yes I, I feel like this gonna be a theme where we're like oh it's so funny and hilarious and olivia's gonna go it was so scary it's though scary. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll talk about a scene that's what the commentary will be olivia uh, has some
1: intense uh the princess bride nightmares
0: yeah honestly Scary has Like
1: PTSD from this movie should be living
2: all the trauma right now. <laughs> uh, Critic score ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score ninety-four percent. Consensus, a delightfully postmodern fairy tale. Princess Bride is a deft, intelligent mix of a sosh buckling romance and did I say that right? Sosh buckling? I think it's swash- swash-buckling. Oh, I just type out of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm not even taking that out that's just embarrassing on my part so uh intelligent mix of a swashbuckling romance and comedy what does swashbuckling even mean let's just go back to that for a second dylan what's the definition of swashbuckling i don't know i just think of pirates pirates right okay
1: that's
0: what i was going to say
2: (laughs) okay i'm just saying like i'm using this word and now i'm saying it right i don't even know what it means so yeah it reminds me of pirates but okay that was my tangent on swashbuckling. My die on this hill is that word should never be used. There we go.
1: <laughs> it's too outdated.
2: It is outdated. Uh, anyways, The Princess Bride is an intelligent mix of a swashbuckling romance and a comedy that takes an old age damsel in distress and makes it a fresh new spin. I will say this. This marks the one movie we've done together in the podcast that has the highest critic score and audience score we have have done yet. I mean, 97% critic score, audience score, 94%. Dylan, your thoughts on these two scores, your reactions?
1: Yeah, this movie is a classic, and I think there's no denying that. So I have really no complaints about either of these scores. I think they're both very on point for me. So I'm pretty happy with them. What about you? So I was surprised. I read this, and I was like, all right, I'm expecting, like, 80s.
2: Maybe 70s in the critic score and audience score, I was expecting like 90. But to see a 97% critic score, I was taken aback, but in a good way. I think that this is a well deserved 97%. I feel like some movies have a really high critic score. I'm like, oh, that's kind of high. Was it really that good? And then I think about it more. I'm like, this movie? Hell yeah. I mean, 97% indicates that 97% of the critics all gave it a positive review. And I, and I watched this movie again and thinking, like, I don't know what negative thing I could possibly say. So I, I completely agree with it. Olivia, it scares you. But how do you feel? <laughs> These scores accurate? What's your reaction?
0: I don't know. I was a little shocked to see that the, the critic score was above the audience score. Because yeah, true, I feel true. like for a lot of these type of like cult classic movies, usually the critic score is below the audience score. And that's kind of the whole point of it is that, yeah, maybe it's not the best movie ever, but like in, te- in technical terms, but people really love it for what it is. So it's oh, just yeah, kind like of Tron. shock. That's right. Like Tron. what?
2: Like Tron. Like, like Tron. 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 Exactly. Yeah, yeah kind Everybody of. loves that critic's so <laughs> <laughs> eh, for Olivia, <laughs> Yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, you make an excellent point. That's usually what, what indicates a cult classic—a movie that critics is not a big fan of, but the audience tends to have a really sh- strong love for, and the film has a strong fan base. Yeah, good point. Good point. Sorry, I cut you off. You can keep going. I just want to bring up Tron again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I think that it's uh, it's well deserved the ninety-seven percent. I'm not I'm not uh, dissing that, but. I think that it just kind of shocked me because I definitely would have expected that the audience score would have been higher.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. And yeah, I, I was surprised the audience score wasn't like ninety nine percent or something like that because I feel like if you ask ten people on the street, "Hey, how do you feel about the Princess Bride?" I would I would imagine ten out of ten say, "Oh, I love that movie. Oh, it's fun. I I really enjoy it." I I can't imagine the one person saying, "Oh, I hate the Princess Bride." Like, where is that person in life? Where I want to meet. Someone who says they hate the Princess Bride and see how sad their life is. Like, I feel like
0: they're no going fun. <laughs> You're
2: right? They're not like, a fun I don't think person. you want to be friends with that person. <laughs> Definitely I like not. Could
1: be... I could have swear. I could have sworn I've seen some TikTok complaining about the Princess Bride not being as good as everyone says it is, and I just remember just being like, "Nope, I, I, I think it is."
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've seen that that TikTok edit yet, but if I ever stumble upon it, it will be quite the conversation to have. At any rate. The Princess Bride has excellent scores across the board. Let's jump into the more you know. I've written down a couple facts here to share with you guys. I'll start us off. Originally, the author of the book, The Princess Bride, William Goldman, was trying to get the movie made in the 70s, and he wanted then-unknown Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Fezzik because Andre the Giant was too expensive. Twelve years later, it flipped around, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was way too expensive, but Honor the Giant was available. So, my question to you, Dylan and Olivia, what are your thoughts on Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Honor the Giant's character, Fezzik? What, do you, what would you think this movie would be like if you got Arnie as Fezzik? Dylan, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I don't think Arnold gets enough credit for how fun he can be in a role sometimes. Especially, and I know I might get flack for this. But I think he's so much fun in Batman and Robin. I think he's the best part of the movie as Mr. Freeze. Not because he's so good in the role, but because he's he lights up the screen every time he's on it. I remember all of his lines as opposed to not remembering anyone else's lines. So oh, yeah, I just think he's so much fun in a lot of roles. And I think he could have definitely handled this role as well. Do I think he would have been as good as Andre the Giant? I don't know. I can't picture anyone else doing it as well as andre the giant did but i think arnold would have been a pretty good second choice
2: yeah i don't think that's too much of a problematic statement i know batman robin is not a good movie i don't watch it consistently and i know that arnold gets a lot of like you said flack for playing mr freeze but i feel like it's intentionally written to be a ridiculous character and arnold does a really good job kind of overplaying it and making it a super ridiculous character so i don't mind it it is Kind of why I, if I do revisit
1: that movie, it's because I want to see how ridiculous he is and all the one liners. I mean, so I,
2: I I'm on, I'm on board with
1: you on that. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I've said, "What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice
2: <laughs> Yes, I know. Sorry, I know. that was that a really terrible that.
1: German accent, but I am not an actor, so <laughs> it's okay. You are forgiven. Arnold We're did a pretty movie good movie. job though saying
2: it. Arnold does a great job of that movie, so I'm, I'm I love that. Um. Olivia, what do you think? Arnold Schwarzenegger as Fezzik? Are you down for it? Are you not down for it?
0: Well, I think it would have been a little less scary. What? Do you think Honor
2: Giant's scary?
0: Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, no.
2: <laughs> okay. Like, okay, even okay. still,
0: watching it now, um, I am a little bit afraid.
2: What? When what, what? He's like, does anybody want a peanut? Does that <laughs> make you laugh every single time? I feel like it makes me laugh every single time.
0: Um, I do like him in it, though. I think his his role is so iconic, like Andre the Giant. I just it's so. I feel like the movie wouldn't have been the same without him, for sure.
2: So my issue with Arnold being fezzik is that Arnold is. I think he's like six feet tall. So it's it's a good height, you know. Six feet tall is pretty good. Not a giant. Andre the though. Giant. Yeah, he's not a giant. Andre the Giant is. Could you guys guess how tall he is?
1: I have to uh... say he's over. He's definitely over seven feet.
2: Olivia, what would your guess be?
0: Um, I'm going to guess seven foot one.
2: Okay. Dylan, <laughs> what's your guess?
1: Uh, I'm going to guess seven foot four.
2: Oh, whoo, seven foot four on the dot. What? You win no. the Price is Right today. Congrats. Wow, <laughs> that is awesome. We're going to go to the next stage of the Price is Right, whatever they call it. It's like easy money or something. Like that. I don't remember. That was just a um, guess,
1: so that's pretty cool. That's yeah, under so the giant tall.
2: seven feet four inches tall so he's a foot taller and more than Arnold Schwarzenegger so not that Arnold has the like width he's obviously very huge in the 70s he's like in the prime of his like bodybuilding life essentially very wide he's just not very tall in the sense of being a giant Andre is just like huge dude seven feet four inches tall he fits I mean it's Andre the giant so it fits him being a giant. In the sense of, like, acting-wise, I think Arnie could have pulled it off. And he has an accent, so I think a lot of the lines would be delivered excellently. But in terms of, like, visually speaking, Andre fits the bill. And he does such a wonderful job. I love his character in this movie so much. He's so... I just want to be his friend. I really do. But we'll get into that later. (laughs) Any facts from you guys? Dylan, any facts you want to share?
1: This is definitely my favorite fact. And that is Billy Crystal filmed his role of Miracle Max over three days for 10 hours a day. And I just also want to add, he improvised every line, I'm pretty sure, and never made the same joke twice. And director Rob Reiner would laugh so hard at Crystal's improvisation lines that he would have to leave the room while they were filming him.
2: (laughs) so i wrote this back down because i also found it kind of hilarious just like you and i just i love this scene so much the short scene with billy crystal is really 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 funny and i can't imagine being in the same room as this because i feel like i would be just like rob reiner laughing at everything he does and if he's doing everything like differently every take oh i don't know if i could handle it because it is really
1: really funny I can't believe that he filmed over ten hours of footage just for that scene. That's incredible.
2: It is pretty incredible. I think that might be a testament to just how funny he is. I wonder if they had like trouble choosing which like version or which jokes he used to put
1: in the actual film. They're like, which one do we do? Billy is just too funny. Yeah, that's that's probably like why everyone wanted Billy Crystal in their movies back then. I
2: I mean, I, Billy Crystal. I completely forgot it was in this movie, and then he shows up. You can obviously unrecognizable because of all the makeup but he has such a distinct voice that it, i just knew it was him and it was just eh, it's so funny i can't really emphasize that enough i do love that scene and i love that fact olivia any facts from you to share
0: okay um one of my fun facts that i found was that one of the rodent guys you know the big rodent guys um so one of the
1: This is definitely a scene that dramatized Olivia. <laughs> it definitely definitely was shows yeah. the one
2: fact about the unusual size rodent.
0: So one of the actors that played one of the rodents got into a fight with his wife and burned down the kennel that they owned together, and the film crew of the Princess Bride bailed him out of jail so he could film the fire swamp scene.
2: Oh what? The, where'd you find this fact on like true crimes princess bride <laughs> edition like where was this at <laughs> i did
0: deep for this one i wanted a unique yeah. fact
2: <laughs> i didn't even see that i, I was like okay olivia's totally gonna bring up the fact about honor the giant or something that i read nope i nope. have never heard this in my entire <laughs> life okay this is like obscure trivia 101 if you go to a bar and it's like <laughs> obscure trivia only uh, olivia just gave you like a drink right there some points to win um okay interesting i did not i had i did not know that I, any thoughts on that Dylan?
1: i definitely saw something online that said in the, the rats are actually played by people instead of puppets. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I never heard, like, this in-depth story about the rat person. Well,
0: what it made me think, what it made me think was, like, could they not have just got somebody else to do it? Like, it's not... Like a character where they need to look a certain way, could they not have just put anybody in the rat suit? Like, did they really need to bail this man out of jail?
1: They were, they all collectively were like, we need we to need... get let him have the performance yeah. of his lifetime. Yeah,
0: apparently, yeah, they
1: uh,
2: he has like rat performer specialists on his resume, and they just really needed they him needed to have that his expertise, that talent. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Well, I thought you're gonna bring up the fact that Honor the Giant felt very comfortable. Like doing this film because the first time he didn't feel like a freak, and I was gonna say what a heartwarming story, of Andre the Giant, and not a scary story <laughs> that you have no reason to be scared of Andre the Giant, and it's like really kind of like kind of sad slash touching that he just feels so out of place in his daily life that finally the only time he felt comfortable is when he was filming this movie and he just felt at peace and when accepted by everybody, and I thought that was really sweet, but. No, Olivia brought up the fact about this guy in a rat suit who just, like, burns things rat down. Man. <laughs> well, that being said, let's move into our favorite scenes now. I have written down a couple scenes. I'm sure we share a few scenes in common. I'm going to start with Olivia first. Olivia, what's the first scene you want to talk about, one of your favorite scenes that you want to mention?
0: Um, one of my favorite scenes is like the sword fight fencing scene between Wesley and Inigo.
2: You've done nothing but study swordplay. More pursuit than a study, like you. <laughs> see, I, I cannot find him. It. It's been twenty years now. I started to lose confidence. I just work for Ficina to pay the bills. It's
0: not a lot of money in revenge.
2: Well, I, I certainly hope you find him someday. You're ready then. Whether I am or not, you've been more than fair. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to die.
0: I just think it's so good. It's so well put together. The music is so great. Like, the fight choreography is just so entertaining. I love watching that scene so much. And I'm not one for, like, combat or battle scenes or anything like that, but I really, really enjoy this one. I think it's, like, the simplicity of it all that I really like
2: yes okay i'm really glad you brought this up i wrote it down as well the, the first sword fight between Anigo and and wesley um i think you hit it right on the button is that what people say hit right on the button that sounds kind of like a like a, my grandma says hit that. it right on, the, it
0: right on the nose
2: hit it right on the nose okay i don't hit know it up, right <laughs> on the nose anyways you hit you hit it i hit it you hit something <laughs> and perfectly because i i do love this scene because of simplicity but the choreography is surprisingly really entertaining and really fun. And this is like the prime example of why this movie works so well, is that in the midst of this like action scene where the sword fight and sword play is actually pretty fun. Um it's still really, really funny. I like when Inigo is like, oh, what you don't know is I'm actually not left-handed. And he switches to his right hand, and then they start fighting. And then Wesley's like, "Oh well, what you don't know is that I'm actually not left-handed either." And then he switches <laughs> to his right hand. Uh, it's just like those tiny details make everything about this movie so so enjoyable. Their rapport together—you know—they're they're gonna fight to the death, but they're both such great people that they just have like this really entertaining conversation beforehand and during. I I love this moment. And I didn't think it was going to be a moment that held up for me in the movie, and it really did. So I I love that you brought it up. Dylan, what about you?
1: Continuing on Olivia's Anigo Montoya kick, I have to say my favorite scene is Hello, my name is Anigo Montoya when he confronts the six-fingered man and he essentially has his revenge.
2: Yeah, I wrote this down too. You guys, you guys <laughs> picked two of the three that
1: are written down and I'm very happy right now. <laughs> Such an... I think... Every time I watch that movie, that's the scene that just gives me chills. It's so powerful. It's probably my favorite revenge moment in, in film.
2: That's a good one. It's a really good one. I, another scene that I kind of forgot when I was watching it, like kind of what happened, I forget that he gets stabbed before they fight. And I was like, wait, does Inigo Montoya die in this? He I, he? I completely had forgot. <laughs> he takes
1: quite the beating.
2: Yeah, he really does. I don't know how he's
0: okay. I don't know how he was okay to continue on after getting Uh, stabbed a few times.
1: I think it was his sheer ability to just continue to live. His
0: determination.
2: I I do love this scene a lot as well. The revenge is, is sweet and it's nice. And I think that's partly because the movie does a very good job establishing from the beginning. This is his one goal in life. And it's to find the man who murdered his father. And we—it's made very clearly from the very moment we meet him—that's his goal, his objective. And I feel like are, they do a good job, like not hinting at early who the Six Finger Man is until closer to the end, when we realize, oh, it's this guy. And I—I I just think it's—it's it's a great pacing and build-up to this moment. And when he gets there, he finally gets to say his iconic line, and it's a great moment. So I, I really agree with you. I love this scene. I love this scene. I guess I, I also. To bring up, oh,
1: good. I I also just want to say that when he, I, I love the line he gives when basically he has the six finger man begging for his life, and he's like, "I'll give you anything you want," and he's like, "I want my father back," and it's just such a great like, <laughs> yeah, he does want his dad back. It doesn't matter how rich you can make him. Yeah. F you, six finger man.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a really good moment. I love this moment. I'm really glad he brought it up. But I guess it's my duty here to bring up maybe the most iconic scene in the movie. Maybe, I guess, second if you count the revenge of Inigo Montoya. But I still think this is the most iconic scene in the movie. And that's the Battle of the Wits. Where is the poison? The Battle of Wits has begun. It ends when you decide and we both drink and find out who is right and who is dead. But it's so simple.
1: All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you the sort of man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies? Now, a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You've made your decision then? <laughs> not remotely.
2: Uh, I think that if you, if you bring up the prince's bride... What's the first thing people always say to you? Inconceivable! It's like the first yes. thing people always say. And it's because of this character, Wallace Shawn's character, that although we only really see him for like the first 30 minutes of the movie, makes a really big impression on everybody because he's so st- stupidly hilarious and just, oh man, this character is so dumb, but he's so enjoyable to watch. And the Battle of Wit scene is a showcase of Wallace Shawn at his best like this is like only while Wall- it's the scene is carried by wallash and wallash on only that's it and it's perfect from like the minute it starts to the minute it ends when he drinks the poison and tips over and dies um <laughs> i guess uh, let's get your thoughts olivia your thoughts on the battle of wits scene
0: oh it's it's such a good scene it, it's just it's so essential to this movie like you're right when somebody thinks about this movie i feel like their mind goes to the scene a lot of times yeah, And I yeah. just think it's so, like, again, it's so simple. It's a very simple setup, a simple scene, but I think it's done really, really well. And it's very,
2: it's very entertaining. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Dylan, your thoughts on the Battle of Wits?
1: I also had this scene written down. So I was too very happy when you mentioned it, Joe. <laughs> And yeah, I love a good battle of the wits. I think I may even like a good battle of the wits better than just like a traditional fight scene. Just because I feel like it makes things so much more interesting. I really like the battle of the wits in Loki. And I also really like the battle of the wits in WandaVision recently. So yeah, I'm a sucker for those scenes. And this is definitely one of the best of them ever and yeah Wallace Shawn basically owns every moment of it so 100% agree of it's brought up being yeah. brought up here because it's such a great scene
2: I like what Olivia said It it's very simple but it's written perfectly just it's just him having a really a battle of wits with himself because <laughs> Wesley is just sitting there watching just, him yep. just <laughs> yeah. decline and the whole time he's like I'm actually immune to the poison so it doesn't even matter what happens but <laughs> i i love watching him have this like huge battle with himself and uh i feel like as a kid we i don't i mean i've never had like a, a true battle of wits but i feel like you always try to like, trick your friends and let you always do like well what if i know you're tricking me and i know it's this one but what if you know i know it's this one and i just feel like i've gone through these things as a kid and largely because of the princess bride and i i this is my favorite scene in the movie. It's a little cliche, but every time it's one of those scenes where I don't skip it, it's still really fun to watch, and I, I love every moment of it. So that's um, the scene I'm going to talk about. But all the scenes have been mentioned that I, I've wanted to talk about, so I, I'm glad we all have kind of like a, a consensus of like what our favorite scenes are. But absolutely, I think it's time for us to move on a little bit because I want to ask you guys some questions. And let's start with an easy one if you had to pick one one character only who is your favorite you you pick one to have like lunch with you want to hang out with for a day who is it going to be olivia let's go with you first which character would you like to hang out for a whole day who's your favorite character
0: um i think i'd have to go with inigo i think
2: oh okay yeah. i didn't expect that who would okay. you have
0: expected me to choose
2: Uh, I thought you were gonna choose, uh, Miracle Max, Billy Crystal's character. (laughs) I thought you were, like, so so down for, like, hanging out with him all day. Oh, yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) No, I think I'd have to go with Inigo. I just, I love him. He's such a sweetheart. And I think Mandy Patinkin does such a great job playing him. And I feel like he'd have such good stories to tell. And I feel like he'd just be fun. Fun to hang out with for a bit.
2: That's a good choice. Dylan? Thank you. What character are you hanging out with for the whole day? I got to choose
1: my boy, Andre the Giant. Yeah,
2: good choice. Yeah, it just,
1: it feels like it would just be a really chill time. No stress. Uh, (laughs) I just think he's a really, like in the movie, he's really soft-spoken. I just feel like he would be a really good, like chill friend that would like never stress you out or anything like that. So I would have to go. I can just like see me and him just like chilling and just not doing much and, you know, just keeping each other company and, Maybe going out for like a sandwich or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a you very know, specific
2: food to go get with Hunter the Giant. Okay, a sandwich.
1: Yeah, he can get a, he can get a really big sandwich. I'll get a normal size sandwich. <laughs> I think I like saw something that like he, I, think I think he could drink like some ridiculous amount of beers. Oh, I did read that somewhere. Yeah, I I would be I think a little like tempted to keep up with him. Whoa, so man. i think Dangerous. it would just really harm me if we like went out and got drinks together so i think lunch is probably the better option
2: good point good point watch out for your health because he will out drink you very easily likely uh i would also choose Fezic, aka under the giant i think he's yeah he's just my favorite character in the whole movie he's so so like he's really funny he has a lot of great moments i every time i hear him say anybody want a peanut i always die <laughs> yeah. i think it's the one of my favorite lines in the whole movie it's, it's just so funny he's so wholesome he's so kind and like I know he's supposed to be like a mean giant who like will smash your head in but clearly he has a good side and throughout the whole movie I'm just I love everything he does he's he's carrying Wesley at the whole end of the movie and he's like trying to take care of Wesley because he's like paralyzed and uh I love him so that that's my choice as well surprise and the none.
1: horses scene when he brings the horses and you're just like oh Thanks, Andre. That's such a great thing <laughs> for you to have done. I really appreciate right. that, dude.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised none of us have chosen Wesley or the Dead Pirate Roberts. No one is one No one wants to hang out with the, with the Man in Black. I we was don't thinking. Like
0: him I was thinking about Wesley honestly. Um, I think he's kind of cute, so that's why I would want to hang out with him.
2: <laughs> I just think of Carrie always as the guy from Saw, so I'm like, oh, that's uh <laughs> Not the best look for him. But in this movie, he's a good looking dude, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he is.
1: I also had a crush on Robin Wright as a kid. Yeah. It was like the first time I saw Robin Wright. And it, it is, is—it's she's just beautiful in it as well. Everyone is like very good looking <laughs> in yeah, this cast. Yeah, exactly.
2: Everybody, yeah, even Billy Crystal's Miracle Max is very good looking. Yeah, Olivia. <laughs> green man right there. Okay. So, kind of staying on The Princess Bride, obviously, since this episode's on The Princess Bride, but sometimes I go off topic, but this question I think is important. And I want to ask you guys, why do you guys think this movie is so beloved? What about this movie keeps it going from generation to generation? Obviously we all talked about how our parents had shown us this movie, which I think is going to be an indicator that at some point people our age will show it to their kids. What about this movie keeps it going though? Why is it so beloved? Uh, Dylan, let's go to you first. What do you, What are your thoughts on this? Why do you think it's this way?
1: I think there's a level of extreme comfort to watching this movie. I mean, we addressed it was it's a really wholesome movie that makes you feel good, and I think a lot of people are feeling the same way about that. It's just one of those movies you can put on and you're not gonna feel bad or sad afterwards. you're just gonna have a like a you're gonna feel like you're gonna have a new lease on life almost <laughs> and I think also that's got the timeless quality to it i mean it i think it's a movie that since it takes place in a time period that isn't addressed most of us can just collectively get behind it because we don't feel it's dated at all i mean how can you make that like fantasy world dated at any time because it's a fantasy world and you know i think the same thing is with star wars it doesn't take place in any sort of Time period that we know so it's forever going to be a classic yeah i think that's very much the same thing with this movie it's the fantasy element that keeps it alive
2: olivia why is this movie so timeless why is it so beloved what do you think
0: i think all of the performances are very memorable um i think all the characters were very very well cast so there's nobody that kind of feels out of place or brings the movie down in any way and ultimately it's just it's extremely quotable it's funny, but it's also heartfelt. I feel like it has a mix of everything you kind of want to see in a movie. And I know I've said this like three times already, but it's just a simple story. And like what Dylan said, it makes you feel good. And because it's so simple, you can just watch it over and over again. And it just kind of gets better and better each time.
2: I think that's also important to mention that it's still kind of a satire on fairy tale stories, which you know growing up, all of us have read tons of fairy tale stories, or at least have been told fairy tale stories, whether it be by our parents, by teachers, we read them in books. So, we're all very familiar with the trope damsel in distress, saved by a strapping, mysterious hero who ends up being the love of her life. Uh, we all know that story, and it takes that popular story but adds a lot of comedy to it and a lot of satire to it. And I think that's why also it adds to its like timelessness. timelessnessnessness of it. I feel like because of that, it's just always gonna be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. No matter what how old you are. You know, you're gonna watch it and think like, oh, it's just gonna be like this very cliche story. And while on the surface it may it adds a lot of uh uniqueness to it and it just it just holds up. And just to kind of echo what both of you guys said, this movie is the like most wholesome movie I've ever watched i feel like it continues just to be fun and charming it's it's just never fails to make like put a smile on my face I, I don't know how you could watch this and be in a bad mood i feel like it's just always always a really good time and i i think that for a long time now it's going to be one of those movies that will just go on to generation generation and people pick up and love so uh, any questions from you guys anything you guys want to ask before we move on
1: Sure, I've got a question. Let's hear it. Mine, mine is a bit of just a fantasy question, a general fantasy question. And that is, if you could be anyone in a fantasy world, what would you be? Would you be a knight or a sword? Oh, man? I see, a, I see. A wizard or a witch? A king, queen, a farmer, an elf, a, a dwarf? A jester? You can even be an ancient tree if you want to. Whatever you want. What would you be in a fantasy world?
2: Olivia, all your D&D experiences come out right now. I know you're like an avid Dungeons & Dragons player. So tell me about what you want to be in a fantasy world.
0: Um... I'd want to be a princess, but not like a damsel in distress princess, but like a like oh, okay. a princess Fiona princess, like from Shrek. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh <laughs> but there not we an go. Ogre. Finding a way to bring Shrek into it. There we Always
0: go. Shrek's connected to everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Shrek wait, you life. would want to be an ogre no. as well, or is there like a caveat where you you are like you can't be turned into an ogre?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want to be an ogre, but I want to be like a cool princess, like Princess Fiona.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, she's pretty cool. Yeah, she right? Lot, she's ass, she's
0: great. So. She's a great role okay. model.
2: That's that's a good one. So in your D&D game, are you Princess Fiona, who just kicks a lot of butt there? If
0: If I ever played D&D, maybe.
1: <laughs> Her name would be like Princess Fiona, but not the one that turns into an no,
2: ogre. Not the yeah. ogre one.
1: <laughs> in parentheses.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Uh, I'm going to answer this question and say... I have no idea. I've never really thought about this in my entire life. This is a good Um, question. This is a really good question. I feel like it'd be also cliche for me to say, like, a knight, because that would be fun. But I feel like I would rather be. I don't know. Come back to me. Dylan, what would you choose? And then I'll I'll answer it right after you.
1: I would want to be a swordsman uh, or a knight. Like, I just. (laughs) Ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a knight because i just want to just swing a sword and around and do fun stuff with the sword i know that's really basic to say but yeah i would want to be a knight probably like aragorn from lord of the rings oh good, like, choice. A good, one. good choice he's like the the knight i always wanted to be
2: oh he's so cool okay. Jeez, i want to pick something like super unique like i would be a dragon tamer and then tame the dragons but i don't <laughs> think i would do that that's like not my personality if i were really personality wise i'd probably be like the jester, just to make everybody laugh and have a good time you know what i would be the bard i'd be the guy who had, like the guitar and just like walk <laughs> around with you guys very, and sing I, songs very and good, tell the tales of all your stories to everybody else that would be me i'd be the bard that's me
1: <laughs> Have you seen The Witcher, the the first season of The Witcher? I have not. I have not. They have a bard in that. I'm sure that's a different name that they use, but they have a bard that does like this banging song that just like gets <laughs> stuck in your head for the entirety of the season. So yeah, and also he's like very popular with the ladies. So oh, I okay, think, I there think we the go. bard is a good a good choice. All right, I'm the bard. I'm Joe the bard. Yeah,
0: I like that choice. That's good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Good question. Olivia, any questions for us?
0: Yeah, I had a question. Um, It's kind of a general question, but obviously a huge trend lately is remaking movies. Do you think The Princess Bride deserves a remake or should be remade at all? What do you think? Let's hear from you, Dylan, first.
1: Yeah, so this is actually, I know we're probably going to have or maybe not i don't know we have a segment called die on this hill and my die on this hill is this movie should never ever 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 be remade ever in my opinion let me ask you
2: something about that real quick do you have like a set of movies that should never be touched or remade
1: absolutely yeah for sure i i genuinely believe for for instance that the original star wars movies should never be remade i think you know, those are perfect to me. You know, they might have flaws that people have found over the years, but overall, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine recasting Luke Skywalker or, or Leia Organa or Han Solo. It would just feel so wrong to me. Same thing with like the Lord of the Rings movies. Anything that I feel like is like very like perfect, I I don't want them to touch. And The Princess Bride is one of those movies. Uh, another one is like Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Classic movies that have been already deemed classics and have gotten all of the attention that most movies do never get. So I, I would never want them to remake a movie like The Princess Bride. I think leave it as it is. It's fine showing it to generations in the future. You don't need to remake a new one with a new cast and modernize it. It's it's good the way it is.
2: Yeah. You know, for your Die on this hill. It's a very good one. I completely agree that this movie should never be remade. There's no reason to remake it. That being said, though, I would bet both of you guys, 100 bucks each, in the next 10 years, we will get a remake. That's That's what I would say. I would say yeah. by 2031, someone will remake this movie. Someone dumb will take the plunge and say, let's do it, but modernize it. And they'll do it, and we'll get it, and it won't be good.
1: They've already done that Quibi remake. That yeah, was just like, I did see that. I feel like that was kind of like testing the waters to see how <laughs> people's reactions would be. Yeah. And then there was that Variety article that basically said some very famous and big people in Hollywood are really looking to remake it. And that was the article that everyone basically freaked out about and was like, no, do not remake this movie and i think even like Carrie elwis like went on to social media and said that it would be a bad idea so hopefully that was able to convince those very high ups that that is not what people want but i think you might be right joe i think eventually someone's going to be like hey i want some money let's remake the princess yeah. bride
2: someone will pour money into it you know we've if we got live action lion king which to me is the worst live action disney re- remake we've gotten uh, i wouldn't be surprised if someone's like daring enough to do a just a remake of the princess bride and i just think it'll happen i don't think it'll be great it'll probably be unnecessary but i wouldn't be surprised olivia what do you think do you want it's remade do would you like to see it remade no Will it be remade
0: absolutely not i do not think this movie needs a remake i am not a fan of remakes at all i will actively go out of my way to not watch a remake um Ooh. i just think okay. i'm like where's the creativity not Take
2: olivia's money
0: no look <laughs> Be creative. Come up with something new.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm okay. What about a sequel?
0: I'm okay with sequels because at least like you're creating a new story, kind of yeah. like you know you're taking what you started with and then adding on to it. Like I'd be okay with a Princess Bride sequel type thing. Maybe it's like another story that that the the grandfather is reading Sicky or whatever he calls them Sicky. And it's like something like that, like I'd be fine with, but I think remaking it is it, a bad idea. And I think it t- takes away from the original in a lot of cases, especially when the original is so perfect, like The Princess Bride.
2: I agree. I agree. I think I'm it will be you. remade,
0: though. I think it will be. Definitely. Yeah, I'm yeah.
2: telling you, in, in 10 years, it's going to be little Fred Savage, who is now older. He's going to be the grandpa. Yeah. That's, they're, they're, just, they're totally Ugh. going to do that. He'll be the grandpa reading a story to some other kid and timothy chalamet will be wesley right there (laughs) that's the movie right there i guarantee you um dylan what do you think a sequel would you allow that do you want a sequel
1: i think sequels are much better i think they are a good excuse for world building i for example love blade runner 2049 and i think it's better than the original blade runner i know you disagree joe uh, I do. I do. We can have a we can have another talk about that on the Blade Runner episodes <laughs> future, but I think when a sequel tries to set out and do something new while building on the world of the mo- previous movie set, I I very much like that because I think it shows a care and a respect for the world where I feel like a, something as a remake is just like. We just want money. It's a cash grab. And I I feel the same way about, I think, every single one of the Disney remakes they've done so far. I haven't been really interested in seeing any of them because they don't offer anything new or exciting. It's just a rehash of what was better in the 90s.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. Well said, well said. Let me ask you guys one last question before we move on. A movie that really parallels this one came out in the 80s as well. Kind of a about a kid who reads a book and jumps into that book's world. is a, It's a little movie called The NeverEnding Story. I, personally, am a huge fan of The NeverEnding Story. Now, if we're talking about movies that scared me as a kid, this was one of them. Yeah. Um, and this might be a little bit more warranted than The Princess Bride. Sorry, Olivia. Where <laughs> The NeverEnding Story definitely has some dark, dark moments. Um, I'm a huge fan of this movie. If you guys had to choose between The Princess Bride and The NeverEnding Story, what would you choose? Olivia, you first.
0: Um. So when I watched The NeverEnding Story for the first time, I think it's a real, it was the first time in my life that I really felt pain. Um,
2: oh, I know, it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I
0: forgot. Um, the
2: disclaimer for everybody listening, Olivia is a very big horse person, a very <laughs> big horse person. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right.
2: So tell me about your pain yeah your experience. so
0: i think i watched this movie when i was like five or six like i was very young and i remember we went to blockbuster And (laughs) we went to Blockbuster and we rented this movie one night. And the lady working at Blockbuster was like, this is a great movie. You'll love it. So I was so excited to watch the movie. I was terrified the whole time. And that scene when the – spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, which is like 30 years old. I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's more than 30, yeah. Spoiler alert, but that scene when the horse feels – the kid's pain and this falling oh. into the mud i saw i i sw- i sobbed for hours like <laughs> days after i could not stop thinking about it and i would just cry and cry and cry
2: wow so yeah pr- up princess this, bride this is all a the very way. traumatic episode for you a lot of ptsd going on this episode
0: i never watched that movie again and i will never watch that movie again because it made me so upset and like it got, it was so bad that I would talk about it later, and I would start to cry just explaining <laughs> it. Uh,
2: so R-Tex, no, no, it's so sad. Don't give in to the swamp of it, sadness.
0: It's R-Tex. awful. Like who oh, put this in a children's bad. movie? Like yeah,
2: it's it's rough. it's rough. Every time I see a list of like top ten saddest deaths in in movies, it's like number eight. Our tax a never-ending story. It's It's so sad. Every time, it's hard. Okay, so you choose The Princess Bride then because of the trauma.
0: yeah. (laughs) Easy choice.
2: All right. Dylan, Princess Bride, never-ending story?
1: Yeah, I would definitely have to choose The Princess Bride just because I, too, very much was traumatized by that scene. And I think that any movie that kills an animal before a human i think that's a huge no-go
2: it's a fantasy world it's, that's how it works still and it's how it works i don't I watch know movies but where i'm saying i'm just
1: saying i i'm much more affected by the deaths of animals in movies than i am of the deaths of human characters oh
2: my gosh same that's, okay that's fair I, I think we're all the same we're all the same in that sense it's, it's a weird thing like a weird phenomenon to me That and i could be, be wrong but like
1: I don't think any animals were killed in the Princess Bride. I I, uh, I might have to. What about to... the
2: unusually sized rodent? Yeah, I'm that? okay. Okay, I'm okay, all right. With them I, I'm, dying. I'm cool with that. <laughs> that's not a that's not a cute animal. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, yeah. I don't think any <laughs> cute animals died in in Princess Bride. That's fair. I think when you talk like, what's a better movie? The Princess Bride is obviously better. I just have a really strong strong nostalgic connection to Neverending Story, whether it be the actual movie. Whether it be that banging 80s song that's yeah. amazing that goes with it. Like, never-ending story. <laughs> so good. God, that song alone is making me love that movie a little bit more. So I choose the Never-Ending Story nostalgia only. Wow. Nostalgia only. But I do love The Princess Bride still. Not, not to knock that. So Let's move on to forming ranks. Dylan, we'll start with you. What do you have for us to rank today?
1: I have four movies for you to rank. They are four fantasy movies. They're all extremely popular. So this one is very difficult. And I have not made my mind up yet. So I'm interested to hear what you two say. Rank these fantasy movies. The first is The Princess Bride. The one we've been talking about this entire episode. Couldn't forget about that one. Next we have The Lord of the Rings trilogy. I know that's an entire trilogy. However... I think of it as just one large movie. Next, we have the original Star Wars, and finishing it off, we have the first Harry Potter.
0: Oh my God! This rank is so those
1: wild. four movies.
0: Just the first just... Harry Potter movie, or yeah, like... I mean
1: we can think of it as like the whole the whole thing saga okay. if you want to as well. Like it, it's up to you. Okay. I just wrote these all down, thinking you know rank these four. Um. um just, so whatever things. you would like to rank them as.
2: Olivia, you go while, while I ponder this.
0: Okay, thanks. Um,
2: put you on on
1: the spot. Put me
0: on the spot. Okay. So I think I've got to put the Princess Bride in the bottom. Um, oh,
2: I was fast. Oh, <laughs>
0: I know, I know. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna go in the bottom for me, just because I feel like I really like the Princess Bride, but I think if we're going on like impact in my life and just general like memories of these movies and stuff. And how much I enjoy watching them. I think Princess Bride is the lowest. Even though I love it still. I love all of these movies. Um, in third place, I'm going to put Lord of the Rings trilogy. Interesting,
2: I think Interesting.
0: Um, well, I-, I only recently just watched this for the first time. But I like really, really liked it. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. So yeah, Lord of the Rings trilogy goes in, in, in third. Then um, second place, Star Wars franchise um again i'm a fairly new fan of star wars but like i really really enjoyed it and yeah i think it's 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 great it's great and and it's iconic very iconic and then in number one of course i feel like this probably isn't a surprise to you guys but harry potter harry potter franchise even just like the first movie harry potter in number one all the way
2: okay well our harry potter month will be coming up eventually has Maybe to September. be please it'll it'll happen be fun. <laughs> it'll be some interesting conversations by harry potter 100 okay I, I think i'm gonna go a similar path dylan you really stacked up the odds against the Princess bride here you're making us feel like we hate mm-hmm. the Princess bride but it has to go in fourth place um uh, in comparison to these three other movies or franchises really i think that third place would go star wars for me I like the Originals. Everything else after that has been fine. I haven't been like the biggest fan, but I liked what it's built. Second place will go Harry Potter. But <gasps> first place is no doubt in my mind, The Lord of the Rings goes number 1. In terms of fantasy, I don't think you can get anything better than The Lord of the Rings. It is the epitome of fantasy world building, fantasy action, fantasy characters. It's everything I want out of a fantasy movie. I think there's it's the peak, the apex of fantasy cinema and I will always go to Lord of the Rings. Easy for me. Dylan?
1: Very, first of all, great selections from you both. I think right. I'm going to disappoint yeah. you both a little bit. Probably. And I Harry Potter place, last. I'm calling it. I'm, I'm calling it. I'm going to put Harry Potter. Why around. do you I told hate you. Harry Potter,
0: Dylan? <laughs> Why do you hate it? What did it ever I do to you?
1: Don't. I don't hate Harry Potter whatsoever, but what I got to be honest, no? I think with the exception Of Prisoner of Azkaban, I think Princess Bride beats every other Harry Potter movie in terms of quality.
0: Ridiculous. Wow. I'm sorry.
1: I I know that really I use a ridiculous Vanya. Ridiculous. (laughs) I you know, I used to be a Harry Potter fanatic when I was a kid. I think I as I got older I just got a, a little bit like who I paid I watched you to them say them too this? many times? Maybe like I think I just got what? a little tired of it. Yeah, and then the Fantastic <laughs> Beasts movies That's came impossible. out, and I think that really soured my taste. I hate those Fantastic no, d- Beasts. They, they don't movies. count.
0: They don't count. They don't count. They don't count. Yeah, they put
1: the Harry Potter name on it. They count. If, they, if count. they didn't count, they wouldn't have made them, or they would have been directed DVD or something. They're just so bad, and I think you know all the Harry Potter movies are. From decent to pretty good. Like, I don't think any of them are bad whatsoever. How much um, did
2: Rob Reiner pay you to say this? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Me
1: That's and Rob Reiner, we're, we're really tight, you know. He We have a lot of calls, and he was like, I swear <laughs> if you put Harry Potter in front of Princess <laughs> Bride, we're done being friends here. So, wow. you know, I, okay. I got to look out for our friendship together. So, uh, you can guess the three is, of course, the Princess Bride. Again, I don't want to make it seem like the Princess Bride is very low quality it's very not but i gotta go with lord of the rings in number two i think you're very right joe it is like the pinnacle of fantasy and i think it's the best trilogy of all time i gotta say like it's so consistent and well made I, i really have no problems with it whatsoever yeah And yet at number two.: okay. Yes, yet, as number two. And like you did for the never-ending story, I gotta go with nostalgia. I gotta go with Star Wars. I, I love Star Wars with all my heart. It's been my favorite franchise of movies since I was a little kid, and I will always love it with a severe passion, even if the movies aren't amazing or as amazing as the original trilogy. I still love it all. So I will go with Star Wars at number one.
2: All right. Well, that was a conversation. We'll have to resume that during Harry Potter month to kind of really get down to the roots of uh, Dylan's hatred. Dylan's hatred.
0: So yeah. Dylan, uh, when
1: did you start vehemently hating, hating Harry Potter?
0: Potter?
2: <laughs> I, oh. Yeah.
1: When was the change? Disappointing. It's turn into like a Harry Potter therapy session where you gotta get to the root. <laughs> of Try money. to get Harry you back Potter on board. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Perfect. My last thing for you guys to talk about, I wrote this down to say, oh, let's rank these. And then I started writing them down and I realized I don't remember half of these, like the real story about half of these. So I wrote down, let's rank these famous classic fairy tale stories that we knew as kids. And I wrote down these three stories, Hansel and Gretel, the three Billy Goat Gruff, (laughs) Goldilocks and the three bears and Red Riding Hood. And then I wrote them down and I was like, wait, what are these even about again? <laughs> like, I know Goldilocks' story pretty well, but I don't remember Red Riding Hood except that there's a wolf and they're like a hunter kills the, the wolf or something. No. And then. Oh, I guess? No? Yeah, I guess that like does happen. That's myth? just
0: at the end. That's not like the whole point of it.
2: Oh. Okay, well then I don't have remember you three seen Hoodwinks, Joe. I have not seen Hood Oh my
0: Wings, God, no. it's so good.
2: <laughs> I have not seen Hoodwinks. <laughs> And then three Billy Goat Gruff. I I don't remember that at all. And I'm like trying <laughs> to remember. Do you guys I remember no is no what what that? about goats crossing a bridge? I think, yeah. It's like, uh, who's that goat crossing my bridge? Yeah. And then then they kill the troll or
0: something. Something like that.
2: I don't remember. And then Hansel and Gretel is just like kids going into the, the forest eating a candy house and a witch kills them or something. Yeah, she bakes them. Oh, Oh, shit. In the oven. Remember oh. when they
1: tried to make Hansel and Gretel like gritty and rated R, and they made a movie with Jeremy Renner as Oh, yeah, <laughs> as, as I do Hansel. remember that. And like, to make it, like, I guess, modern, they made him diabetic. That was oh, weird.
2: I did not know that. Why okay. would they do that? Okay, hold on. I'm looking at the story to Three Billy Goat Gruff. You don't know the story at all, Dylan?
1: I've never heard this in my entire life.
2: So it's a story about three Billy Goats. And some people call them the youngster, the father, and the grandfather. I didn't know that. More often they're described as brothers. Okay. Anyways, um, they're all all their name is Gruff. That's like their last name, <laughs> and they have to get to the other side of the river to a new meadow to eat because all of the grass is gone on the side that they're on. So, but they have to cross a bridge. But under the bridge lives a troll who will eat anything that crosses the bridge. Um, the small billy goat tries to cross a bridge, but stopped by the troll who says, I'll gobble, gobble you up. And the little goat convinces the troll to wait for his big brother to come across because he is larger. Um, the troll says, okay, I will. And then the medium goat comes and they're like, Oh no, wait for my other brother. He's even bigger than me. And he can eat all of us. And then the third goat comes and the billy goat kicks him into the, the water and the water kills the troll <laughs> that's the story <laughs> i don't remember i remember this being so engaging as a kid and now i'm reading this like this isn't very engaging at all and kind of stupid <laughs> i really i thought this would be like some like cool twist to this but that's what happened that the big goat just kicks him into the water and he he drowns <laughs> then that's it and then the three billy goats gruff live happily ever after and that's how it ends according to wikipedia <laughs> um that being said, I was going to say rank your favorite fairy tale as a kid from the least your least favorite to your most favorite. Now that you know the story of Billy Goat Gruff, what are you ranking them? Red Riding Hood, Goldilocks, Three Billy Goat Gruff, and Hansel and Gretel. Now, Dylan, let's go to you first. Now that you know the story of the Billy Goat <laughs> Gruff, 1 through 4, what's uh your least favorite to your most favorite as a kid, not as an adult, but as a kid from what you remember?
1: In number four, I have Hansel and Gretel. I really don't like that. Wait, story.
2: Wait, how do you have Hansel and Gretel in fourth if you did nothing to worry Billy
1: Goats? Just hate you that much? what you told me, it's already like really good. <laughs> like I love that they just heated him off of the bridge. That's the story. <laughs> they were like, "Let me get enough people." And I are just like, yeah, let's kick them off, and then that was the story. It's like okay, so okay. like savage and straightforward. I don't know if there's any nuance to it when parents tell it, but that is just so straightforward and just like dark and like funny to me. I love that. So yeah, Hansel and Gretel and fourth. <laughs> then I'm gonna go with um, Goldilocks. Oh, wow, and- that story really <laughs> had an on you. I think Goldilocks is annoying. I, just, I get annoyed at her when I hear that story. It's like, why are you ruining these bears' lives? Like, Come on, stop touching their stuff. Uh, and, and I got to put Billy Gruff. Uh, is it Gruff? Yeah, Gruff. Billy Gruff and two. I can't put it at number one since I just heard it, but that is just the most hilarious to- story I've ever heard. And... <laughs> I, I honestly just I need to look more into it now. I hope there's like a <laughs> uh, like a straight to DVD. There adaptation. probably is,
2: or like an animated YouTube video of it for kids to watch. Uh, I would guarantee there is.
1: Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to look into it. And then number one classic, Red Riding Hood. It's so like iconic, and I really like I I really like the movie Hoodwinked Joe. You should really watch it because it's oh, a great I like retelling it. of the Ri- Red Riding Hood story. I think it's you'd it's like really it. dumb but it's really funny as well yeah. and i think you know it's just like it really made me fall in love with that story again so yeah red riding hood at number 1 what about you olivia
0: well, this is a good question. I think in in fourth place I'm going to put Billy Goat Gru- Gruff. Um, are you kidding? Come on, it's have a classic story, Livy. As much of an impact on me as it did Dylan, apparently.
2: <laughs> My retelling didn't but, persuade you at all?
0: No, it didn't. Um, I just think it's pretty basic. Like I don't really get what the point of it is. I, I feel like fairy tales are supposed to have like a overarching moral. like moral. Like what does Billy Goat Gruff tell you? Like
1: if you get all your brothers like, and collectively kick a troll off the bridge, you can get some grass.
2: Yeah, um, don't be a troll.
0: In uh, third place, I have Hansel and Gretel. I feel like those kids are just really dumb. Like, why would you go yeah, into a random fair. lady's home in the middle of the woods that's made of candy, right? Like,
1: yeah, I just
0: yeah. think I think that's awful. Um, and then... In second place I have Goldilocks. I agree with you, Dylan. I think Goldilocks is horrible to the bears. Like it's just l- leave them alone, right? They're they're just a cute little bear family. They're just trying to live their lives. Um and then in number 1, Red Riding Hood. I actually wow. totally agree with you, Dylan. I think Hoodwinked is so funny and it's made me think of Red Riding Hood kind of differently because it, it's yeah, such a great, sure. it's such a great take on the story. But yeah, Red Riding Hood in number one. Joe, let's hear it.
2: Okay. In fourth place, I'm going, I was going to go Red Riding Hood because I don't remember. In Red Riding Hood, isn't she like, that's the one where she says, wow, grandma, what big eyes you have. and yeah. like, What yeah, big nose you have. Because it's the and wolf. What big teeth you have yeah okay so that's that one yeah um i don't remember the point of that story so i'm going that one in fourth place um maybe if i watch hoodwinked i'll appreciate it more but right now it's in fourth place third place billy go gruff i don't know it's just funny that the coach just kicks a troll into the water at the end (laughs) uh number two i'm going hansel and gretel the kids are dumb but i think it's a good like story to tell morals like hey don't go to strangers, don't talk to strangers, don't go in the woods and go inside of a candy house. That's probably yeah. a bad idea. So, I appreciate that uh, teaching lesson, but number 1 I go Goldilocks. Also because yes, Goldilocks is a terrible human being for ruining the bear's beds and porridge, but I like the life applications this one has, like the metaphors about like finding the right thing for you, you know, a little too big, a little too small, just right. I feel like there's a nice moral there. It has some good life applications to it. So, I'm going in Goldilocks and Tree Bears. I also think it's the story I remember the most, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest, so that's why it's number one.
1: Do the but... bears eat her in the end? What? I I, no? I I don't know. Is that is that was that too dark for me? I, I <laughs> just remember them eating her at the end because they're pissed off about her touching all their stuff.
2: Uh I don't I don't think so. Wait, what, what does happen to her at Goldilocks?
1: the end? I feel like I something does happen to her
2: did she just get like chased out hold on i don't
1: know. i i in my mind she was eaten because they were so mad
2: let me just let me
0: oh, check oh yeah the, it the says very... goldilocks wakes up to be promptly eaten by the bears what yeah
2: <laughs> that's dark no well way. i mean
0: like so was hansel and gretel though like the witch i guess they're the all children. pretty dark yeah dark.
2: wow goldilocks just gets just eaten huh
0: I think the
1: moral of the story is don't touch other people's stuff.
0: Individual actions can hurt others. That's the moral of the story. Oh. That's what it says online. Yeah. Well, now
2: now I'm like totally fine having that as my last (laughs) one. It gets pretty dark at the end, but I'm cool with that. Golly Locks is mean. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. That was a conversation that I did not expect any of us to have today. and I'm so glad we did. That was a lot of fun. Um, Let's get ready to end this episode, though, on... What movie are you talking about? Goldilocks? Billy Goat Gruff? Uh Princess Bride? Yeah. Princess <laughs> there Bride. There <we> you go. <laughs> um
1: hey, we went on a tangent.
2: We went on a little bit tangent. That was a lot of fun though. Uh fairy tales are fun. The Princess Bride is fun. I'm glad we talked about this movie. Any closing thoughts from you, Dylan?
1: I just think this movie is just so much fun to watch at any time in your life. So far, at least. I have not lived to be an old man yet. (laughs) But I'm hoping that this is a movie that I'm just going to keep watching and just keep loving just as much. Uh, Those are really special movies that you would want to hold on to. So I think that I'm just so happy that this movie exists, and I'm so happy to be reminded of its existence every time I do rewatch it. Because it's, like we've been saying, such a wholesome, good time. That yeah. uh I don't know how you can be in a bad mood when you watch this. That was a really good statement, Joe. Because I I again like how could you be so upset while watching this great movie?
2: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Olivia, final thoughts? Um, I'm happy that
0: I rewatched this movie. It had been quite a few years since the last time I had seen it, and I'm glad that this gave me a reason to rewatch it. I feel like I always forget about this movie. Like I always like Quote it and like see other people quote it and things like that, but I don't often rewatch it. And I'm really glad that I rewatched it because I think I like it more each time I see it. So yeah. ultimately, just such a great movie, a classic. And I will definitely not wait so long to rewatch it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfectly said. I think I'm kind of in the same boat as both you guys. Uh, love everything about it. And I don't think I want to wait as long as I did because I think. Before watching it for this episode, I watched it maybe three or four years ago, and it's definitely a movie I think I should be revisiting more, because it is such a... just a charming and fun time, so... That uh, that does conclude our episode on The Princess Bride, though. That means next week is August, which we have dubbed Animated August, which means on the slate for that month, we're doing a animated movie draft. We're back doing movie drafts. Um, Dylan was the winner of our first draft, but... Let's see if he can keep his uh, keep a winning streak going and win the animated draft. I haven't decided the like the rules yet, but I'm sure I can figure it out. It'll be like one Disney movie, one DreamWorks movie, one Pixar movie, one from this era, like similar to the summer blockbuster draft that we did. So that'll be probably in August. I'm not sure if it's the first week or last week, and then we're gonna probably do some other movies that uh, are on the list. I think we do Paddington Two, which is a movie that I don't think Olivia has explored. Dylan, I've... have you seen Paddington
1: 2? Paddington 2 has been called the new Citizen Kane, so I'm excited to talk about it. It's great. It is great.
2: a great movie, Olivia. I highly recommend it to you. Yeah, I've never and seen we... it, so i Hopefully you enjoyed it as out. much as yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, we'll talk about some other movies. We'll put it out on the calendar, and uh, that way everybody is prepared for Animated August. And then September, hey, maybe we do Harry Potter. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Yeah.
1: I love that idea.
2: Do so, you, Dylan? that'll be... Uh,
1: oh yeah <laughs> yes i do olivia i said i wow. like harry potter
2: wow oh we're doing shrek 2 in <laughs> august shrek that's two. right Woo! shrek 2 that'll be an olivia really central for uh episode where she's <laughs> so leading it and teaching us so much about the magnificence of shrek 2 so other than that you can find cinema Nation on tiktok at cinema Nation and instagram as well house of cinema on tiktok at house of cinema and instagram as well We'll be back next week starting off Animated August. Thank you, everybody.